I don't wanna go to work. I just wanna chill and play all day. Look 'em dead in the face and say, I wish I could just be still asleep while you work. Welcome to the Jobs Blow Podcast. We are back here with Brianna and Josh. It's the podcast for dreamers with day jobs. How you doing, Brianna? I'm good. How are you, Josh? I'm great. I'm glad to be here again with you. Yeah, just a little uh, time for check-in, Josh. I'm just interested to know how your career is going. My career yes. this week? Yes. I how- had an interesting, interesting week. I had three major auditions, one of which I had to shave this ridiculous mustache. Which is now a porn stash. I, tell me I don't look like a chubby Freddie Mercury. You do. I do. You do. <laughs> you do look like a <laughs> Which I've been saying on stage this week, and it has been getting a laugh, so I'm happy. Um, I had that for an audition. I thought it went really well. A lot of uh, feedback from the casting director. We'll see. I don't know. I didn't hear yet. I had an audition for a commercial where I had to take my shirt off, also with the hair. The hair gets me a lot of auditions. I didn't even you mean that. the excessive body hair? Yes. Well, in general, like hair, facial hair, body hair. Took it off, jumped around, did not get a call back for that. And then I Have just... you been asked to play a bear at any point? <laughs> I have been up for some roles in, in movies that were like gay focused where I had to play like a cub. <laughs> okay. Oh, you meant an actual bear. No, no. I actually you are on the right path. If you go if you go on my commercial reel, you can see this one commercial where they had to shave my whole body and then they pasted fake hair on there. I was like, Why why? Just, just shave what you Clearly want. Clearly, your hair is not natural enough. <laughs> but how are you doing? Yeah, I like your new glasses. Are those what are those? Reading those are glasses? reading glasses, oh, we're which there. I spend more and more time wearing. Um, and I wore them all week as I was busy doing some freelance writing. Yeah. Uh, What's in your work? I was world? writing some content for a self-help guru. Ooh. Yes, and I really started to kind of get the feel the vibe and feel very positive about things. So, so. your your writing your PR writing skills no really came into no PR marketing. But your I'm doing skills, marketing, marketing and I'm being creative, which I have really missed and have really thoroughly been enjoying. I just need to make more money doing it. <laughs> That's part of the whole point of this. What what kind of stuff are you writing? What kind of inspirational? Well, she has a book coming out, so I'm just helping. It's a self-help book? Yes. Okay. Um, and I'm helping with social posts and uh, things like that. So mm. I can't give too away, away too much information. Okay. okay. You look yes. very nice, though, today. Thank you. Black on black. Well, we might be having a photographer stop by uh, that I know. That's why. You see, yes. you see the makeup looks nice. Uh, yes. The first time I put makeup on this week. Wow. So and you're It's the welcome. only day that I haven't put makeup on, so <laughs> you're it's welcome. amazing. All right. Well, Great. that's good. Well, really excited about today's show because, ironically, as Josh and I were leaving our last taping... I ran into this lovely young woman, Erin, who, did I say that? Erin? It was a little Midwestern. Damn it. Sorry. Um, but I ran into her on the street outside of Comic Strip Live, which, again, thank you, Comic Strip Live, for allowing us to tape here. Yes, thank you. Comic Strip Live Studios. Um, so we ran into Erin on the street, and I said, hey, you know what? You'd be an amazing guest on our show. I couldn't even believe you recognized me. I was covered in, like, hats and scarves and a jacket, and you you knew me a mile away. Well, I, I'm able to find him under all of his body hair, so, <laughs> you know, it, it's not a problem. But I just want to say today's podcast is called... Posed for a callback, not comeback, callback. Posed for a callback. Why are we calling it that? Because Erin does a um, number of jobs as she is still pursuing her dream of being an actress. And one of those jobs 
is yoga, which hence posed um, in my clever. Priyana gets really excited about this. I do titles. get really, really excited about my title. <laughs> but the next time I come on the show, it'll be my comeback. Yes. Right. yes. Pose for a comeback. Yes, that'll right. be the next time. Oh my God. So writes itself. It's so. It does. Right. Oh, I we mean, have to plan this, for the future. We don't <laughs> even have to. This. Well, it's a wrap. Wrap. <laughs> I'm it's really wrap. working on this my Ohio wrap. accent on this show. I really am. So let's start off on a point you just made, real quick. Uh, the dream, this always bothered me as an actor because I'm an actor too, and Erin's here, and she's going to tell us about her journey as well. But when people always say, and this is not a knock on you, Brianna, I love you, you look great, black on black. <laughs> but um, when people say, oh, pursuing your dream of an actor, as if we are not in our living our dream. Well, right now. do you want me to say a successful No, actor? no, because what it is, and someone told me this a long time ago, and it, I was having a hard time about how to identify my, what do you do? You know, and they. I'm a, I perform a teacher and I do yoga, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, just say you're an actor. That's what you are. It doesn't matter your salary or what roles you're in. You're oh, an actor. No. You will be an actor until the day you die. And I, like, just ingested that. And now that's what I say. I'm not pursuing my dream. I mean, I am pursuing a career, as we all are, but I am an actor. And that's it. I think you just got to keep your standards really low. <laughs> You're like, my dream is to just audition endlessly <laughs> and get really negative criticism and be on a roller coaster. And you know what? You've met your dream. Right. You've met it. It feels right. like yoga is the right place to spend the rest of your time. Right. Well, because you need you, – it's a balancing act. It absolutely You really – you take all the, the hits and you go and you get very zen. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I just have to ask, do you feel you owe yo- your career in yoga to Gwyneth Paltrow? It's such an interesting thing yes, that you're asking that. me. I really, she has some nerve when we know that it's Madonna, right? That invented that yoga. was my thought too. That so I want to thank Madonna, right? And Wait, tell it. that story because that that's an interesting story. So just for those of you who don't know the story, and our many listeners that I imagine we have, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was recently quoted retelling a story where she went to do yoga. The assistant in the yoga studio, asked her if she'd done it before, and her comment was to her friend, this young lady has her job, essentially, because I do yoga, because she sent the t- you know started the trend. She implied it. She implied Her that. ego just couldn't take it that this young lady didn't know for a fact that she had done yoga before, and that, like, overtook her, I so guess. So she had to elevate it she to, had to the elevate next herself. level. Yes. Yeah. Yes, with her nose up in the air. Yes, her but perfect you, little nose. That up was in surgically the air. put up in the air. <laughs> All right. This is not a bashing Gwyneth. We love you, segment. by the way. Can't wait no. for the Avengers. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so let's get back to Aaron. Um, I really want to say your name without my accent. Can Aaron. I say it with the accent? Because I, I think it's so funny. Aaron. Okay. Aaron. There's Aaron, which Sorry. is up in the nose. Yeah. My nose is on the mic. Aaron. Okay. And then there's Aaron. 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 What do you yeah. prefer? like a little Aaron. Aaron. Are you a New Yorker? I like, am. Well, like, I'm from New Jersey, but I don't, I try not to admit that okay, wait, on anybody else's podcast. Hey, in Ohio, so. I'm Brianna, so. <laughs> and I'm Jesh. Yeah. Which you do sometimes, by the way, Josh. when you call me. Josh. Every once in a while, you give me a Jesh. Okay, Josh. Anyway, let's get back to the segment at, or the podcast. Aaron, let's talk about where you are in your career. What What is your title? What is your job title? We are now going into HR mode. HR, which is? Humor resource. Humor resources. Humor resources. <laughs> so I've been coined to be the Upper East Side mogul, mostly because it rhymes with Fogel, uh, but also because that I, is her last name. I am a believer that you don't have to choose just one thing; that you deserve to have everything that you want. 
Um, and now it's all followed suit because the more I say that, the more jobs are coming my way. Um, I'm still an actor. I'm actively uh, pursuing that dream, as we said before, and I get booked here and there enough to keep me going. I'm a producer. I make my own content. I'm actually uh, in development on a new television show now that I'm very excited about that we'll hear more from soon. Uh, I own House of Jai Yoga here on 76th Street and 1st Avenue. I own it with my mom. In New York City. In New York City. We're the largest boutique yoga studio. We have no corporate backing at all. We're not funded by a gym. So we're, you know, by the people for the people. Uh, I'm also a real estate uh, broker. I'm also a listing agent for the Josh, company. Josh, I think she could hire one of She might be able to hire us. She could probably just give us <laughs> jobs and <laughs> right. I'll work the front desk and you sell apartments. Maybe running into you wasn't such a bad thing. I think mm. the problem is that I know you beforehand. Mm. You guys would do better if I didn't. You could just are pretend. Are you saying that we have... <laughs> what are you trying to say I'm about joking. us? You know, I, I want to say that I, I think you have to be an actor, be in the world or the mindset that we're at for people to not look at all the things that you just mentioned and be like, oh, her head's like all over the place. Well, I think that's a misconception. Yes. I think, in, I think that was something I worried about early on. I said, maybe I should just have one business card that has everything on it. And people said, well, no, people aren't going to take you seriously. But I think the number one misconception is that if you do one thing 100%, you lose your periphery. Mm -hmm. You can't see past the nose on your face a lot of the time to actually progress and be successful. If you're stepping away and coming back and moving to different sort of developments, then when you return to the original place, you can see things for what they are. And I actually think it's been helpful for me in all of my businesses to be able to step away, do something completely different with a variety of diverse characters in every single aspect, and then return to it and be able to see what the problems are. And, and it, it annoys me sometimes when you talk to people who are more business-focused, uh, like just the you know classic idea of business. And they say things like, well, you got to be laser focused. It can only be this thing. And, you're, and I don't know if I get offended by that as like an actor who – is informed as a comedian who's informed by the rest of the things I do in my life mm -hmm. or if it's just like like why why do I have to only do one thing opposite I mean I'm good brains, at other things opposite side of the brain yeah, your you brain have the is linear a thinkers thing. yeah everything has to make sense we don't make sense luckily I think that that's what makes the world yeah. go round is you have the ones that are very sensible and the ones that are senseless and you know shameless and they're the ones watching our shows Right. Uh, every right. night. Well, they say someone, I, I can't remember who, I think it was like an aunt of mine who was like, you know why we're entertainers? Because so, you have come from a lot of pain. Yeah, come from pain. <laughs> but because what everybody else does is so fucking boring. Yeah. You know, and we're here to, to like spice you up. Spice you up. I just want to say right now, I feel very much like I'm living my poor man's entertainment tonight. Yeah. I have auto work actors <laughs> right now on she's, the set. She's looking at multiple cameras that aren't here. Right. She's That's like, right. next up. No, because my dream was to be on Entertainment Tonight interviewing celebrities back when It's I not was. too late. Oh, it is. <laughs> like you said earlier, I have a face for um, radio. No. Oh, no. Not with <laughs> no. that makeup on today. No, I love her. All right, so let me ask, let me prompt a little bit here if you don't mind. We got the back, we got the general story. Give us like a kind of... You know, insight into your journey from where you started to the decision making into going into both of those other businesses mm -hmm. and then how you kind of keep yourself going. Well, I had always wanted to be an actor. So when I graduated from college, I joined my family business, which was real estate management. I mean, if my family had owned a bakery, I'd be selling the cupcakes, but okay. they happened to work in real and estate. And you would management. really need the yoga. I would really need the yoga. Well, that's why I started yoga is because when I started to audition, 
I didn't love the way that I appeared on camera. I was very heavy. One of my shoulders was much higher than the other. I was hunched over. And I had to make a decision. Do you want to be a character actor? Or do you want to just be an actor that can do a variety of things? And I really wanted to be my best self, be healthy. So I decided to not gain, you know, 50 pounds and be more of a character actor, but live a healthier lifestyle. So I started doing yoga. And within six months, my mother could not believe how different I looked, how different I felt. Um, not coincidentally, I also booked my first film during that time, which is 27 Dresses. Yes, I, I remember. That was very exciting. And every time I would go to class and they'd say, what's your intention? Why are you here? I could really have a clear focus about the acting and I could manifest what I wanted. So the universe sent me something early on. I didn't work again for another year and a half, but I did certainly continue to do yoga. And my mother had this crazy idea. What year is this? Give us a general. Eight. I think 08. 08. And then my mother had this crazy idea that we should open a yoga studio. And I said, go to your room. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I have all these other things I want to do. So she took on two other partners that we knew. And I was just supposed to be the number one member. Right. But as it happens, our partners sort of fell back pretty early on. And the, the ship was sinking. And I couldn't sit back and watch the ship sink. And lucky for me, I had been the number one member. So I had been listening to what every client wanted, needed, what I felt like we wanted, we needed. And I stepped in and I became the managing director. And I've been the managing director of the studio for over five years. You know, they're pretty much nine to five. And, you know, the worlds collide very often between the real estate, between the yoga and between the acting. So let me just stop you for a minute because it's amazing that that worked out for you the the yoga piece but let's step back and look at you were in 27 dresses that that was I and I remember because I don't think we acknowledge that I've known Aaron for 15 years we lived in the same building we don't look a year over 14 no years. and she actually helped me find an apartment in another building at one point but that's uh, no oh, I don't here remember there. it was in the, the building next door. I drink but, so much but anyway really would but anyway be. so you that was a very exciting time for you um but then you, I believe you said you didn't work for, for a year. And a year and a half. After that. So talk about that. Because I know Josh, just as for being his friend for the last 17 years, I've heard a lot of the similar stories. I mean, there's a lot of ebbing and flowing and how you keep your spirits up. Obviously, you have yoga and he has alcohol. So <laughs> that's <laughs> literally his spirits. It's yes, fresh milk spirits. now. It's all that's in the house. Oh, no. The, Make a white Russian. Oh, my God. <laughs> So talk. let's talk about that a little bit for both of you, what it is and how you keep going when you don't, when you ha have a high and then a low. Well, I think, and we were talking about this when I first came in, so I'm kind of going to be a little, I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic than Josh was. Yeah. He seems to be pretty negative most of the time. <laughs> but I'm having dark. a cynical week. He's real dark. I think once you get to a certain point, you're really getting out on lots of auditions. Everyone is good. The casting directors are rooting for you every single time, and everyone is good. It's just a matter of, do you fit into this world that was already created long before you walked in the room, or you don't? But I think the fact that even though I didn't work for a year and a half, that the same casting directors were calling me back and back and back for completely different roles, it was almost like a grad school for me. Because you have to bring your A game. There is a lot of pressure. You don't ever want it to be the last time you walked in that room. So I technically worked a lot in the year and a half. You just didn't see it. Right. And Don't you, do you, I was given this piece of advice too, but the work 
is the preparation for the audition. Oh yeah. The work, the fun is being on set and doing That's the job. That's the best. That, the but best. unfortunately, the rest of the world sees the work as the, as the the end result. The end result. But you know, I always said too, especially as I was trying to you know build my reputation with my you know with my representation, mm-hmm. was just get called back. Just do something that gets you called back. If if they want improv. Im- improvise, but like go in a little prepared, you know, and like have an idea of what you want to do. And there's a lot of guys and girls I see that are like, ah, fuck it, I'm just gonna fucking show up and do it. But like, I just to me, that's like, uh, do the work. The work is like getting you in the room and get called back, and then it's out of your hands. I mean, you can For hope sure. and pray, but then it's out of your hands. It's totally out of your hands. But it's never about today, right? I- I- in ten more years, I'll see you then. <laughs> and we'll say we've known Josh, each other. Josh, I really 10 years. feel like you should. It will be should reach out to her for support. I'm, this is She's my. Really, this I'm is very more supportive. Listen, She's I was going to go to therapy this week, but Aaron's here. So. Well, not <laughs> to add another another job to the queue, but I actually was a talent agent for two years. I, I was the head of the legit department at Colstein Talent Agency. So Colstein, Naomi Colstein. Yes. Yeah, and I was I worked with her a little bit. Actually. Naomi, and I went to high we school, were mentioning you. I went to high school with Zach. I grew <gasps> up with them. This is a very small. Yeah, world. and Melissa and yes, his of wife. Course. Yeah. Hi, Zach. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Naomi. <laughs> Hi, Alan. <laughs> so, have you ever had a job you didn't like? Because it seems like never. Honestly, being a being a student in high school and in college was a job I did not like. I had no support from professors or teachers or any students around me. I, I am the cliche story of the girl that everyone made fun of was a loser. I, I you know I paid however much money to go to a school that they didn't cast me in any of the plays, or I was the old woman or the narrator. And in my senior year, you know, I was told that I had unfixable problems and I should really go do anything else in the world. Unreal. So I went and I did anything else in the world. But for whatever reason, it didn't seem to bother me because there's lots of bad actors out there. So I could just be one of those. Right. Or you could be like <laughs> me in peak in high school. And that's, well, that's uh, it. Well, look, we're using humor here, humor resources. Yeah. Right? But I, I want to really know, I want you to, how... How did you reconcile that? How did you keep yourself motivated with that kind of advice? Look, I had young, I had family members growing up. I wanted to be a comedian, and they were like, "You're never going to be a comedian." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, I can get on stage and make people laugh now, so I am a comedian." Yeah. But that was the kind of, that, and it wasn't a lot of people. It was like one or two people. But especially at a young age, how do you push through and say, "No, what I want is what I want." Funnily enough, I had a prophecy that was fulfilled. Okay. That I used to say. One day they're going to call me and they're going to want me to come and give lectures there to the students. And I'm going to tell every student, please raise your hand if you're not being cast. Please raise your hand if you feel like the odds are against you. And funnily enough, years later, six months ago, not even, I get a message from Naomi Colstein that they're looking for me. The head of the communications department is looking for me because they want me to come aboard their alumni. Do you want to say the university or no? I don't know. No, let's not. I okay. maybe don't want to be that person. No. You want to know what? Because you'll get the call back saying, don't come around. Well, no, no I, I, on it, I, I had thought it would be flirting with them a little bit to like give them a little run around. But in the end, I said, you know, I got to be honest and not waste your time. I'm not a good match to be on your alumni board. And here's every reason why. So that's like funny in like a sick, twisted way. But I knew that that could happen because I think the best success stories come from being Rudy. Oh, that's what they used to call me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I do a joke about it on stage where they, I would run out there and they would be like, Rudy, Rudy. I was like, it's Josh Hyman. I'm out here one time. Well, Nobody luckily it's not you guys because you'd be like, Aaron. 
Aaron. Hey now. <laughs> hey now. I said, you Josh know you're wins. bad at a sport when your nickname is the same as another guy who's also bad at that sport. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But you're right. The Rudy effect is is kind of, I think, something we all um, we all relate to. Um but yeah, I mean, I, it, yeah, keep talking. It's an interesting story. Uh, tell I just us more. feel yeah. like it's all part of it. I mean, everyone's everyone has to struggle. I'd much rather struggle in the beginning than struggle later. Anybody who makes it right out of the gate and they're working a ton, they will have their 10 years that they are not working. And we will feel sad for them because it's when you're an adult that things are much more important. You have a family. You have to support them. You know, you've been at it a long time. Like, if there's no reward after being successful... You have to look at yourself right. in the mirror that day. And you do have a family, right? I do. I have right. a 19-month-old named Milo, who I'm obsessed with. Congratulations. Who I waited a very long time to have because I thought I would never work again. Right. And I had to take two years off. And you know what? I worked again. So, but I'm not having another baby. You're not? No. Okay. Not doing that again. Okay. <laughs> I kind of want a third. Well, well, I mean, let's be honest. It's another job. And you've already got about yes. three to four yeah, already that's the on other your thing. plate. That's a job. Let's just like make that clear. It's Man, a, woman... Husband, wife, mom, dad. It is a job. I work. I get home at one o'clock in the morning, and I am up at five in yeah. the morning because they're up at five. But in the everyone's morning. like, "Have a good weekend." You're like, "Ha ha!" <laughs> but it is a fucking weekend. Someone said to me, "When's the last time you slept?" I was like, 2014. Yeah, yeah. but it's an, a job that it's easy to love. Oh, that oh, one, my I favorite have. job. Exactly. He plays kissing games with me now. Oh. We're in that phase. That's yeah. a fleeting phase. Oh. Yes, it is. Yeah. Eat that up. I will. It is. I take, uh, I mean, Ella's 10 now. I can't and believe And my that. favorite part of the day is when I sit on the couch at night and I sit with my legs to the side and she sits right inside oh. of them. The, net, yeah. the legs. And I, I call head. it the nook. Get in yes, the nook. Yes, in the nook. Get exactly. Nook. And, you know, she's 10. I don't, I, I would like her to do it until she's 35. She, she but, might. You know, oh, she will. I mean, she might. I, I'm like that. So maybe she I'm will like be that. too. So, yes. so give us a little bit more. So, with the the story parts of um, you know the the yoga studio, you go to like a little bit maybe more of like what your day to day is like. So I, I get to the studio maybe around nine thirty ten o'clock, and I'm there until about five. I you know I'm the managing director, so I'm really the again the mayor. I love being with the clients. I love hearing what they want and need. Uh, I come up with the sales. I manage the team. I audition new instructors. But it's actually the day goes by very fast. And then what? If you get an audition, someone covers just you, go. you run, you go. I don't they don't even need me there any honestly. I'm like the clown there. I, I think they, they, they just talk about me behind my back. Like, and you, what's did you she do yoga? Here? Were you a yoga instructor, just a yoga taker? So I was I was really I mean, I know just the story a, you told before. I was but. a student and then when my mom was gonna open the studio, I figured maybe I could teach, you know. But it takes a long time. There's a lot of disruption in the field of yoga, just like there's a lot of disruption in real estate a lot of disruption in acting because you don't really need to have a higher education within reason to do most of these things. Right. Like if you're a doctor, you have to have like legitimate Treated. credentials. Right. Well, and it's always evolving. I mean, oh, we yeah. were talking before, now there's nude yoga. That, I mean, that's a whole other I dimension. Wait I got that. a Groupon for that. Did you really? There's no. a Groupon they're for not that? Given, like, they're not giving that away. <laughs> I would be very particular about people in my nude yoga class. No, it's an opposite Groupon. you got to pay double. No, but like, are you using the, the mats in the studio, or do you have to bring your <laughs> oh, own mat? Yeah. That's what I want to know. And Downward Dog just got really dirty. <laughs> really <laughs> dirty. I'm there. I'm there. Yoga Again, tune we're balls. appealing to that <laughs> our audience who tuned in for the other jo- the, the reverse, reverse of Jobs Blow podcast. They're going to want to want to be with the bear. The, the downward yes. dog in that is actually the precursor to a prostate exam, so it's very... Okay, so okay, wait, I do have a, wait, another follow-up question to that. Is, uh, I was just saying, we were talking before about how um, backstage, 
magazine mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. came out with a top 10 jobs uh, to do as an actor while you're working to become an actor. And, you know, there's the classic ones that were on there. I was reading like Waitress and Bartender and Nanny and Dog Walker, right? But then there were these other ones that I've been saying for years to people, and you know, I didn't necessarily follow, but, you know, being a graphic artist or mm-hmm. being a, a video editor, these things that are needed, people are constantly needed for, even if you're just working for your other fellow actors. And what my point of this was... Was a sperm donor on Sperm there? donor. I called the sperm bank one time, and they were like, they were like, great, we'd love you. One last question: How tall are you? And, and I was like five three. How much oh. body? And they were like, you're too short. And, and I was hairy. like, I can't even, I can't even come in voluntarily to jerk off in a so cup. So only the leading men can use that as a job when <laughs> right. they're trying. To. Like I can't even do that. But my point was this: is that. And you were saying this kind of with your college experience is that they don't not one class. There's like hardly a class that says, "Okay, guys, you got all the acting skills. You're going to go out there. You're going to crush it. Here's what you need to know. Here are other things, skills you can learn to survive. Because a majority of the acting teachers are not actors. Right. And I'm saying is it just make it 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 blows my mind that there's no prep for these people for for us to sit there and go, okay, what am I going to do? And I get, what's the first thing I'm going to do? If I go to that audition where all the agents come mm-hmm. at the end of my my college, and the then showcase. I don't my showcase, and I don't come out of there with an with an agent or manager, I'm 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 running on the street. I got to like, what do I do? And yeah. they never prep it. So, in your case, you went yoga, and then you leaned on the things you had either contacts or experience with. Exactly, exactly. Because we're all just making it up as we go. Well, and I also think that a lot of actors and actresses just assume, well, I'll waitress. I mean, I feel like that's kind of, they're like, I know that's what I have to and do. And you can make they money don't, doing but I think that. There's they nothing don't really, But that. I don't think they think beyond it. There's so it. much outward rotation a... of the elbow and wrist when you're waitressing. Which, if you if you do that, it's also your acting practice, you know? To be oh. or not oh, to be. Oh, not to be. Is that water? You need one water, two waters? <laughs> okay. Lemon is waters. the question. All right, remind me to never do this show with two actors <laughs> ever again. No, just kidding. But, just to, to end that is you're saying that by tapping into your other skill sets, you can find ways. And the idea maybe is you want to find something that you can do as a job that you can step away from easily mm-hmm. for your auditions or things. And like it that. is possible. What do, what do you do for child care? Oh, is it not okay to just leave him? <laughs> I mean, I, usually, I waited till two. <laughs> I mean, night, or no, I guess, yeah, no. You know, we do have full-time help because you either need to have full-time help or super part-time. There is no in-between. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got to get my hair blown out every now and again anyway. So right. I might as well have the full-time help. <laughs> but again, it's almost another job. Like, I now I it's like the business of our house. And mm-hmm. we have someone who works in our house. So it's it's almost another dynamic there that's interesting. No, it's a lot. It's so a lot. interesting. Great, great. Okay. So part of our podcast, we've tried to come up with little uh, games or we'll say segments. Wait, before we do that, what's your dream job? Dream job. To make a difference in television and film. 100%. Lead of a TV show. Any specific kind of? Dramedy. Mm. One where I'm not in the first season. I'm in the second season. Because the show is so You're good. You're the Heather Locklear. I'm the Heather Locklear of, of Melrose, Melrose Place. Place. That's an admirable goal. It is. Admirable? <laughs> I said admirable. That's interesting. Listen, Shakespeare made up words. Josh <laughs> Hyman can make up words. I guess. Emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> <laughs> I also say trepidant. Or is it, that's a word. No, it's not. It's like trepidatious. trepidatious. <laughs> I say, I'm trepidant. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, anyway, I'm trying to take control back of this podcast. 
Um, we, so we came up with a little game, but this time it's going to be you and Josh, and I'm going to ask the questions. I have to play with Josh. Yes, it's a, a New York City actor Dream come true. Face There's your dream job. <laughs> it's a New York City actor face-off. So I'm going to ask um, a variety of questions mm. to see what either of you, if either of you ever have done this in your pursuit of landing a job, because Uh-oh. not of being an actor, because I know you are actors, okay? okay. Josh, she's not going to ask about the casting couch. Um, she's not. I wanted I've been to. on it so many times. <laughs> I, it has an imprint of your hairy this tush. This mustache <laughs> has gotten me in the door. All right. Couch. An easy softball. Who's appeared on any version of Law & Order? Me. Not me. But I have been on Blue Bloods, which is also a New York cop show. But Fantastic. Not just Kim so you know, Misha, my good friend, just, the casting director. Oh, she's great. I love Just so her. you know, I've even appeared on a Law & Order. Okay, so it's the oh, rite of passage. Yes. I think my grandfather was on Law and Order. Well, and a dead body was named Brianna and lived on East 87th Street. Be quiet. Which was really kind of That's concerning. a huge inspiration for the What year was that? Right? While you were still doing comedy? No, no. This was when I lived on East 87th Street. What year was so, that? And then... Late 90s? <laughs> no, right, early so. 2000s? Still pursuing the arts in that regard. So, yes. zero, zero, 001, go. Okay. Um, who's been recognized on the street? And this doesn't count that I recognized you. Oh, I was going to say, you just recognized me. Josh, you've been recognized? I get recognized for a drunk Shakespeare, uh, not all the time, but enough times that people, and all over, sometimes on the subway. I actually got recognized on the subway for a show, a one man show that I was touring around that I did in Philadelphia. A guy just happened to be in New York. He's on the subway. He's like, <laughs> Did you do that show, so and so? I said, "Yeah." He was like, oh, "Well, to be that's fair, amazing. to be fair, he's a character-looking kind." I mean, you can't, you can't forget. You this can't face. forget that face. Um, I'm going to close my eyes for the rest of the podcast. Okay, here's not forget. So, who has taken off their clothes in the name of art? And if you want to share casting couch for that one, I meant really just for the. You scene. know, I don't know if it's me. I've never been invited to do such things. I don't know if it's something that's wrong with me or what, but I don't. I haven't done not done, done that. I have not gone out for roles that that would ever make sense. Josh. <laughs> Josh, is uh, sh- he's he's shirtless and pantsless in Drunk Shakespeare. Yes, there was okay. a time in the show where Josh, you're looking good there. Just about every night, they were like, "Take your clothes so off." So, for any of you in the New York City area, if you'd like to see Josh, did you choose the undergarments or? Oh, this that particular one was a an anniversary show for me. I basically my wife sent in a bag of all my high school or sports gear over the years, and then the cast made me put on different gear, and it only fits so well right, from so high I school. Had like my speedo on at the oh end of my, my Letterman's Wait, coat. Wait, why do you still have that? Stuff? I just had That's it. That's a you different have it show. Courting. Wow. <laughs> you got to get rid Josh of these things. They've also shaved me. If you're going to move soon, show. you got to get rid of the yes, stuff. Yes. <laughs> All right. Shaved. Who has had to invite friends and family to fill a show? Oh, sure. When I was first acting right. in theater. Who hasn't, right? That's I actually think I kept getting cast by the same company because I always filled the house. I feel like with she's people. got a big family. Yeah. Ne- big network. Yeah, your network is. You, you know what? You gotta buy your roles. I'll be honest, it's a joke, but it's also serious if you have a network of people, especially in stand up comedy yeah. and the way it is right now. Bringer shows are a huge thing. You need to get on stage. I'm not saying I, you should do them forever. But it is something you need to do, it's and all we the all perception, did it. perception, because if you're the one person who doesn't know Josh Hyman but mm. sees all of these people laughing hysterically, it becomes infectious. Yeah. So it's the perception that this person has a huge following, when in reality, it's just you know Jewish guilt that brought them there. Yeah, <laughs> and there have been some shows where my dad was like, he'd come up to me after and be like, listen, I know I was going to tell some of my friends to come see this, but I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> that was a terrible I, lo- I appreciate his honesty. I love my dad like that. He would just tell me, he was like, that, but that was funny. Okay, we got to keep moving on funny. here. Who's faked a skill to get a job? Faked a what? A skill. Who li- lied about having uh, some sort of 
talent. It's like the story are you trying of my to make life. me win here? Are you trying to just have me win? What, give me give me a story. What'd you do? Even just recently, I was up for a role in Orange Is the New Black, and I you would have had to do archery <laughs> if you get the part. And I You're did. Like they called me Katniss. I did do archery in camp when I was like ten years old, and I felt like that was enough <laughs> to say bow string. Luckily, I'm only twenty now, so it wasn't that long ago that I did it. But it was a fib, and I that did, was recently. And, and did to... you have to show them your skills? No, luckily. Oh, thank God. See, that would be my. Luckily, fear. they didn't cast me again. I didn't for the fortieth time. I didn't on have that to fake show. a skill, but I I had to fake being a fan of the Yankees. When they were like, we only want authentic Yankee fans, and I'm a huge Met fan. And I walked in you there, sold and your I was soul. like, let me tell you guys something. I am a huge Yankees fan. <laughs> oh my God, I love the Yankees. Yowza. And then I uh, I booked it. I also on the set of a show they wanted me to smoke a cigarette. And I was like, I really oh, don't sure. know how to smoke a cigarette. I've never done it. They were like, I was like, if I try, it's going to be looking like I'm faking it. And they were like, how about a ham sandwich? I was like, I could do a ham sandwich. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's dealt with a temperamental star? Oh, me. I have. 100%. You, you are this temperamental star? Or no, no, no. I'm I'm generally the temperamental observer. Oh, okay. <laughs> was this by any chance um, on 27 Dresses? Uh, you know, I mean, they're <laughs> sprinkled a little bit in every production. Yes, I know bit. when Josh did. Yeah, I didn't, I'm not going to say, but it was it was less about temperamental and more about just a plain old dick. just not being friendly. Yeah, but yeah, not what, that's the thing. Well, give I, us a give us a little taste. What was your general? No, actually, in, in 27 Dresses, I only have the nicest things to say about the star of that movie. I just think she was at the phase in her life where everything she had wished for, she actually got, and then did not know how to handle it. handle it because people were trying to photograph her everywhere that she went and write things about her and quote her. So I think there, if you do get what you wish for, be careful what you wish right. for, right? All the time. You got to put up some walls, perhaps, mm-hmm. that people can't just get through. Um, okay, so, so okay. Just, I only have dish the some dirt on say. some uh, on somebody. You don't have to t- name anybody, but tell us. Dish some dirt on somebody. Just an experience. Mm. Something that someone did, misbehaved. I don't know. They say whatever happens in Vegas, you know? Or like the first rule of Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah. Just imagine because you want to work you know? again, right? Okay, all right. We'll, wait, let, we'll let you off. The do hook the fake, on that. do the accent. Have you ever had to do a fake, or do you do a terrible fake accent? Every accent I do is terrible. Give us Not one. the Ohio. Go. You did that one really that well. One. Yeah, like a, or is that just when you, you want to do like a little Russian accent and oh. tell you "Dosvidania, Josh"? I love you. I think we should get married. Oh, that's good. That's not is bad. That's good. A little. Uh, How about this? Do, would you do order a me British, as a bride? British. Yes, I already did. Uh, a British woman who is. Uh, we do this game at Drunk Shakespeare all the time. I want you to do a British woman who uh, just got to the supermarket and realized that they don't have the products that she's looking for. Oh no! <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> oh no! What about a, your Jewish grandmother, right? Right. That just realized that your son is not circumcised. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was upset enough you didn't invite me to the bris, but there was no bris. <laughs> it's still there. It's still there. It's going to have to meet a goyim. I don't know what to tell you. The kids today, they're just leaving the tips on. <laughs> I don't know. The millennials. Oh, my God. Uh, that was great. One? Have you ever worked with one of your idols? Wait, why are you taking over? This oh is God, me I asking totally you to. <laughs> See, I just wanted, Josh, I, I have wanted, you ever worked with one of yeah, your idols? Yeah, I just wanted to be known that you tell me I need to take more of a lead, but right, you keep right. taking my shit. I'd like to apologize I to do. our viewers. Yes, I already have one husband. I don't need uh, to. Oh. Right? I don't need to tell two men what to do, but Sorry. I will. All right. Anyway, I have had some great moments, you know, to work on a Scorsese set. I mean, things like that. 
I, 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 yeah, you can't take back those things. That's when you feel like the real deal. Even for like a moment, you're like, you can't take that away from me. Can't. You know, I got to work with Sutton Foster, Debbie Mazar, uh, younger. younger. That was a great day. I just got to work on Blacklist. I mean, these are all my idols. Did you work in LIC on Blacklist? They tape over there a lot. Where were we? Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Oh, no. I, hello. I, that was that was Boardwalk Empire. We were in Westchester. Oh, okay. We were in Westchester by SUNY Purchase. I got to work with um, with Eli Manning, which is not an idol, but it was like, you know, I'm a Giants fan, and that was cool. And that, to me, too, was also, they were like, you can't talk to him. I'm like, we're standing four feet apart from each other, and we're staring at each other for seven hours. I'm going to have a normal Why conversation. Why can't you talk to them? They just, the, the they surrounding people. They don't put your people. chair next no, to but the chair? No, like on set. Like, you're standing there, and I'm like, listen. I was like, I didn't make a big deal about it, but oh. I was like, I'm going to, I talked to him about everything I could think of that wasn't football. Yeah. Well, I think, and they, he, he but I fine. think when they say don't talk to him, they're like, don't be a freak. Like, right. keep, you know what I'm saying? No, I think they say. But being a person. No, He's I know. A, and then De Niro, I just worked with De Niro. Yeah, and that's cool. I just was like, I'm going to just talk to him like he's a normal guy. I'm not going to be like, so uh, what was like uh, working on the good one? You know, like, I, and if you do that, I think you're fine. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Okay, um, so I think I have asked all of the, or Josh has taken over and asked yeah. the <laughs> remainder of my questions. So next question for you is where do you see, because this is, we'll go back to our HR, back to humor resources. Aaron, where do you see yourself in five years? I see myself that my day jobs have dreams. You've turned it around. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know. Either. <laughs> you didn't get Please that. Please explain. <laughs> no, that I think that I've that in five years I'd like to have ultimate success in every single field enough mm. that you can then say, "What can I do now?" Mm. So you know. say you wouldn't want to be unemployed. And working at home in your pajamas. I'd love, to, I'd love to be unemployed for one week called just Bri- to take a staycation. That's called brianna it. Yes. No, I think, you know, I, I would love to be able to not have to go on auditions anymore, that they call you, they book you directly based on your folio of work, you know, that I have, you know, a real estate empire, that House, <laughs> of, really? House of Jai, you know, that Gwyneth Paltrow will come <laughs> and, and take, credit it, for, take credit for us. It. Yes, exactly. Okay, so everybody hates asking that question on every, uh, answering, answering that question it, on yes. every typical job interview. We're going to flip it on you. Where don't you see yourself in five years? I don't see myself here with you guys. I knew that bitch I was going to say that. <laughs> I knew it. Awesome. Josh awesome. and I will still be here, though. Erin, <laughs> give us some social media. Oh, you can find me on Instagram at the NYC Mogul. Uh, you can find House of Jai on Instagram at House of Jai Yoga, which is also on what streets? It's on First Avenue between Seventy Fifth and Seventy Sixth. You can Manhattan. find us at www.houseofjai.com. You can also find me at erinfogel.com. Hey, we're looking for advertisers, by the way. Is that right? <laughs> if you <laughs> have some ad we're, space, we're available. actually just looking for you to come back and just be a different person. Let's see what your acting skills. <laughs> well, so, you know uh, my accents are terrible. Today, so. Tony from Brooklyn's coming in here. Uh, Going to tell us about his uh, meat chef. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't me, Charlie. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to check out uh, jobsblowpodcast.com, uh, where we do mention the awesome gentleman who created our logo, as well as the kind gentleman who I'm forgetting everyone's name. <laughs> Doug Ray, who gave Doug us Ray, the music. Gave it's music. like when you Ho- win an award, you know, yeah. you just go Jose blank. Jose Trujillo Design, who helped with the logo. Um, Give a, go to the website and uh, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have a good idea 
uh, for or someone question. or a question of a guest that, you know, send us a little story about who you are or who would be a good guest. And uh, find us on Instagram at Jobs Blow Podcast. And you can find me at on my stuff. And Mr. Josh Hyman is basically everything. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Follow me on LinkedIn. I'm kidding. And, and let's be uh, honest. Everybody wants to see you now because they've heard I'm so going to post the naked, the naked drunk Shakespeare picture yes. up there and let you see it. Where are, we, where are we finding you? We're finding me at the Jobs Bull Podcast. <laughs> you do this every... My goal is to get her to one day <laughs> mention her Instagram page so that people can follow her. Oh, I follow you now. Well, but we're friends. Not that you're all not my friend. Right. But no, I, I have understand. pictures of my child, so we'll just keep it. You don't want right. to exploit. No. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming by. Thank we you really so much it. for cornering me on, on the, the avenue the other day on the street. and being like, you don't have a choice. You must come. Thanks, Aaron. G- give us one, like, one little inspiration moment to leave on what, what would you say to the to the people out there how do you keep going you know I think you 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 have to if there is one person in your life that's saying positive things only hear that voice only hear that one so if you're if you have one person supporting you you are rich indeed got it that's it the jobs blow podcast Brianna thanks thank you Josh all right we'll see you guys next time I'm too fly for my suit and tie And I'd rather die than work nine to five And I'm too fly for my suit and tie And I'd rather die than work nine to five And that's why I don't want to go to work I just want to chill and play all day Look them dead in the face and say I wish I could just be still asleep while you work.